Don't think about time. Okay, forget it. Time is a human construct. Fair point. Don't concern yourself with matters of the unseen world. Uh, okay, what's up, everybody? What's up, every so, people in the world, universe? <laughs> every single person could potentially be listening. All energies are welcome. Yes, Tyler. Tyler has energy. He has an alignment mm. like no other. Thank you, thank you. Same yes. to you, sir. Thank you, thank you, Tyler. You know, I'm over here above the earth. Flyler, Tyler. <laughs> Dude, you're really, you're really uh, above and beyond uh, human comprehension. As so. an intergalactic energy. Whoa. Tyler's a good friend of mine, everybody. A spectacular human. He's the only person I know who will bring a book to a lounge or a club and have it highlighted. <laughs> Fair point. You had a Herman Hesse, Herman Hesse, right? Herman Hesse book. Yeah. Yes. Herman Hesse. Herman Hesse? Yeah. Is it Hesse or Hesse? I think it's Hesse. I've... But if you hear Hesse, that sounds like a clothing brand. So I might find some if they have it. Rocking that Herman Hesse. Herm Herman by Hesse. <laughs> Mark Jacob by Mark Jacobs. Provided by Jacobs of Mark. <laughs> I remember when I worked at in retail, like, because, you know, Burlington Co. Factory has, like, mm. a bunch of, like, off-brand stuff. Yeah. So instead of, like, Calvin Klein, they had, like, Calvin... Calvin Klein. Not Calvin, Calvin Klein. <laughs> Klein. It was like some other weird brand. That Calvin was, too clean to be Klein. <laughs> yeah. It was some, something similar enough, but it was also different. So they wouldn't get sued. Yeah. Klein so, with three eyes. <laughs> exactly. They just misspelled it. They, uh, you know, they added a couple you know, those letters they use in Europe with like the dots. Just add those. You're, you're good. No one's going to come after you. Um, oh, man. This is, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Is this your first podcast? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I guess it is, to be honest. That's dope, man. I'm happy to have you on, always. The minute I met you, I knew you'd be good, because you just know so much about so much. Like, you read a lot, first of all. And knowledge is power. And if knowledge is power, you're a nuclear reactor. Well, that's a little unstable, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> knowledge can be unstable if not used correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Ooh. Who uh, is that? <laughs> I don't even know. This is like, um... Uh, I was gonna say Obi Wan, but like, no, it's a little bit beyond that at this point. <laughs> I have a I have a confession about the Obi Wan movie, like the Star Wars franchise. Mm -hmm. So I was always really confused when I watched. Were you confused too? Like, if you watched the prequels and you didn't see like the, you watched the, the current ones and you didn't see the ones from like the seventies. It's actually like a very complex plot. Like, there's so many like pieces, like this dude and like the Princess Leia, and then I feel like I watched the prequels before. Um, Okay, let's just say, to, no, be, so to be clear, um, the prequels came out way before we were... four, five, and six. So I saw yeah. those um, when I was younger, and then okay. I saw Phantom Menace, and then, you know, Clone Wars, and um, well, Attack of the Clones, is that the second one? Attack of the Clones is like, those are the second ones. All right, and then Revenge of the Sith. So, like, I saw them when, you know, they came out in order, yeah. but after, but the original, the prequels, I didn't really even... I was too young to even understand. Like, I remember seeing the snow battle. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, that's a lot of snow. <laughs> Where is that? Colorado? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. And then there's like, I remember seeing the, the only thing I remember is being, seeing on those movies is the animatronic Yoda, who's like, kind of looks scary. I feel like if his head brushed up against me, I feel like it kind of shivered because like, you feel a little like peach hairs. Yeah. You know? I had to rewatch them. Like I already rewatched them, but I feel like every time I rewatch them, it's like I zone out because I can't believe what I'm seeing. Um, the job of the hut scene, I think stuck out to me because it's like, Oh, that big worm. Yeah. But it's also because of like, it's a little bit about slavery and like, Oh really? Is he, yeah. is he a slave or a slave master? 
He's like a slave merchant. Like oh, he really? owns slaves and he sells them and you know a lot of stuff in the movie was based off Morocco, you know that? I actually heard that and yeah. a lot of things like um the concept of the force was, you know, Buddhism and um, yeah. Taoism and um yeah, if you know about Taoism which is spelled for T, so T A O if you want to look that up. Is that the official spelling cuz I've seen yeah. both? It's well, mainly people spell it T A O but it's pronounced Taoism. And, you know, it was created by Lao Tzu, um, L-A-O-T-Z-U. And, yeah, it, it just preaches on the concept of the force, which is energy, life force energy, vital force energy. That Qi. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same thing. Um, but you'll look into that if you <laughs> want to go look into that. Yeah, I've dabbled because I took those classes in undergraduate. Oh, I was talking about the listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, I know you already know we've talked about this. But... <laughs> Yeah, I recommend reading the the Tao Te Ching. Ooh, yep, that's a good book. <laughs> it's like the only book he wrote. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it can go over your head a little bit if you're not if you're not ready for the knowledge. Uh, it can seem contradicting, like the book. You know? I own like three copies of it. Really, different yeah. translations. Um, yep. Um, okay, I have like a Barnes and Noble illustrated one. I have like a simple one. I have a. Um, definitive edition where it breaks down each um, Chinese character. Are there like characters in the book or is it just, oh, you characters, mean like the actual like, like the letters? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like characters and some like personalities. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sure you sure it's not that kind of book. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like, I don't think he knows the book. Dude. I think we're talking about two different books. Lao Tzu, Lao Tzu. I feel like religious books never, I mean the Bible, the Bible has characters. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Western religion, which is Islam, Buddhism, no, Islam, Christianity, <laughs> yeah, and Judaism. Judaism. Yeah. I guess you could even argue Zoroastrianism. Yeah. And even if you want to branch it out further, um, Greek mythology. Does that predate monotheism or does it? No. I mean, it may have coexisted, but I feel like. I think it predated it. Zoroastrianism was like before all of that. Yeah. So Zoroastrianism was first, but then it predated Christianity and Islam and, yeah. and uh, Judaism. Yes. Well, maybe, oh, maybe not, not Judaism. Judaism. Yeah, you're right. Judaism is like the oldest religion, I think. After Hinduism. The, well, that too. But also, I guess Egyptian would be like in between that. Because like their mythology was like a faith in its own sense. Like oh. I heard that's where they got the concepts for Greek mythology. Yeah, like the idea of the virgin birth, I heard, was like kind of connected to like... Horus and Isis, I believe. Yeah, Horus and Isis had like that kind of relationship or something. And, and there was a philosopher who actually went to Egypt. Was it... Um, Archimedes... I wasn't thinking that one. I know Socrates. Plato, Socrates too, but there was another one um, before that. He has a really cool name. I always forget it though. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I really don't know. Yeah, but anyway, one of those like big, the big five philosophers or whatever. Like there's mm -hmm. like a couple ones we all we're all supposed to know about. Um, it's interesting to see like even I heard Jesus went to Egypt. Like there's <laughs> there's so many rumors about about that Jesus. Sounds like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so even I heard Jesus went to Egypt. I mean, I heard somebody said you know Jesus has like a burial in. In South Asia somewhere. What? Dude, there's so many because Jesus has a lot of lost years, right? Mm -hmm. So we only know about basically when he was a kid and then when he died, like the years leading up to when he died. But we don't know like a huge, the majority of his life, which was like 20 years or something, 25 years between that. We don't know where he went, but we do know he existed historically. <laughs> Histor there's historical proof that a man named Jesus who was claiming this and this and this. So he basically like, like, unplugged from social media for like a minute. And no he went on could. private. He went on close friends. <laughs> for real? Yeah. He went on close friends for like 25 years and was like, 
So there's rumors. So there's there's like theories. Like people say like, oh, he went to India and learned with like sages there. People say he went to Egypt. People say he went to Persia. People say he went to this Rome. Like people don't know where he went. Um, he was probably learning stuff from like what I'm guessing. You know, that would make more sense back then. They didn't have the internet. But if they did have the internet, I feel like things would have turned out way better. Like, yeah. Do you know that like there's actually no recording of like Rome hanging or um you know crucifying anyone named Jesus? And oh they, really? They kept records of that stuff. That's interesting. Yeah. So then why was the assumption made that he was crucified? Well, one theory I heard was that like, okay, like the horror story. They said that like there was a person from Africa, like, in the same position and um. The story got passed to Rome, and you know this is for Horus in ancient Egypt, right? Yeah. yeah, and maybe the translation was Jesus, and then people heard that like Jesus was like you know crucified, and then there it may have never happened because they were doing these um state issued murders. <laughs> now here's something interesting too. There's a guy named um Sir Godfrey Higgins. You can look him up. He was like a historian and a Freemason who was going around the world and like studying religion, trying to get to the bottom of it. And he made this discovery that the three major religions all had like a lot in common, which was like, you know, the miraculous birth, um, the resurrection, and their names are like all similar. So like the character names of the people who are getting this. This is in Egypt. It was Ra. In Judaism, it was Abraham. Oh, snap. (laughs) In India, it was Brahma. Brahma. So like almost like the same Brahma. So Abraham. Mm hmm was brahma Rama. oh brahma. but are the characters Brahmin, is that how you pronounce it but um, um it, it's, it's almost spelled the same but when you get to it is raw is the center part which would be you know the father potentially or some part of that oh and horus jesus and um krishna which is like christ so they were saying that like it was like a weird game of telephone basically like you go to a different continent they have a different language but they're telling the same story just with like a new um interpretation of how that character looks based on their own geographical mm-hmm. region and culture and, and features there was this thing too about um man what is that called there's like a river it's not the nile but like there's a river in egypt and there's the same river like in india like the name the same name and the same like layout oh really yes is it like the ganges or something no it's not the ganges i mean we could look it up yeah technology it up. Now. <laughs> we do have the internet <laughs> yeah um and I guess as a like filler or just a bonus information, Washington D.C. was like designed after um, the way the Nile set up in Egypt. Are you serious? How yeah. is that? How is it designed like the Nile? Okay, we're gonna have to like dive deep for this. Is that one. The, so is the Potomac supposed to be the Nile? And so they... think about it: the Washington Monument is an obelisk. Oh, <laughs> it starts getting deep. It wasn't there when D.C. was built; was first designed. It's pretty recent, relatively recent, I was told. Well, how um to play. Okay, there's so much. Like, if you go throughout Europe, there's like a lot of obelisks. That's not by chance. Like, everybody used to look to Egypt, but the thing is, Europe thought of Egypt as like their ancestors at one point because they were like black people can't exactly. build such, or Africans in general can't build such magnificent structures or such capable societies. Yeah, but they were just disconnected. Like, we were all one people at one point. That's why it's like a game of telephone, right? Like, languages developed. Humanity's been going on for a while. That's how you can tell. Because think, think about how one language because all languages come from one language right and now they're mm-hmm. almost unintelligible from each other so how long does that take for a language to become completely different from from itself so we speak english it right can now. only take one generation to no be honest. well think about it we have we have dialects in the u.s like we have like if you go to atlanta they don't speak like people in new york 
right? Mm-hmm. Or people in um, Boston or Seattle. I can still understand them. Like they're still using English words. It's just like slang. There's like, for the most part, I can get what they're saying. But that's just like because the words are the same. It's just how it sounds. Yeah, but think about it this way. Like, it's not like comparing English to Arabic or English to Mandarin, right? Yeah, but to think that those are one. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm saying like at one point, those languages were one, and they all stemmed off. So how many years does it take for one language to become completely different from itself and a completely new invention? I think it could just take one generation because like all it takes is like war breaking loose and like you being disconnected. The thing is you have to invent new words for things, right? Yeah, but that's but the that start. Takes, yeah, that's the start. <laughs> but like it takes a very long time. Well, to you like, mean a fully developed language. Yeah, like let's say today you're going to drop everything you know about English and you're going to have a new word for everything. So that's not a light. That's a, a ugabu. And <laughs> that's not a chair. That's a klaga. And that's a hingla. And that's a shlula. You know, and you just got to, you got to just say that and you got to forget. So, you know, it's almost counterproductive and it's not evolutionarily uh, advantageous to do that because it just takes a lot of time. Man, I'm going to have to look that river thing up later because it's so much like writing. You really dropped a gem and you were like. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I am, I need the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's either the Indus River, but I'll, I'll find it and come back on this podcast and let you guys know. Please let me know. Yeah. We're never going to have you back, obviously. And I also want to know, DC was designed by a black man, right? Uh, okay, partly, but it's deeper than that. Like, it was the Masons. Okay, which Masons? George Washington. Um, oh, man, this seems like we're going to be breaking, like, some boundaries. <laughs> George uh, George Washington, yeah. Benjamin Franklin, um, Thomas Paine. Um, who else? So they were in the designing of, like, the zoning? Because I wouldn't think they were, like, that involved in the I mean, maybe process. not the D.C. that we know, Yeah, but, like... The basic layout because what it, it was Philly, it was DC, and New York were the Boston the, as well. Boston, the potential capitals. Yeah. Um, Why did they choose DC? I believe it was because of like the layout of like the river and how it cut through the Potomac. Oh, was it like some sort of like s- metaphysical thing or like? I think it was just symbolic of like Egypt. Like, oh, I know yeah. I'm gonna keep going back to that, and I, I don't really like. <laughs> I don't want to seem like a hotep or anything. <laughs> like I'm just saying it. Like I mean, you came in with that CMOS. So. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Pause. Oh, stop. <laughs> came in with them. Uh, them oils. Do not. I don't have any of these things. <laughs> these are false <laughs> statements. You're vegan, right? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we <laughs> they go. Vegan hole. Like, the comments about to shoot up. <laughs> He's like, oh, he vegan. <laughs> I mean, I, did, I when I met you, like I knew you were vegan before you told me. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you're wow. like, I'm not a vegan. Um, I don't even know. That's that a sound. compliment. I just feel like you, you radiate a lot of positive energy. Have you ever been told that you're an indigo child? My first like artist name in music was Kai Indigo. Okay, so you're even a, that. you're even aware of it. Kai I didn't indigo. I didn't know what indigo child was at the time though. Like okay, I just picked the name that felt right so do you think there was like something i, I believe it is i didn't know like, yeah, <laughs> something bigger was helping you choose that name yeah that's interesting you gravitated towards it apparently but we should let the listeners know what an indigo child is because they probably don't a lot of people don't know what it well, is you should break it down yeah so in i believe it was in the 60s maybe 70s there was this term developed called indigo children by a psychologist i do not remember her name i'm sure if you look up indigo child children you'll find it on like wikipedia but she developed this term because there were a lot of children being born who a lot of them had like ADD, ADHD, learning disabilities sometimes, or just strange in terms of our social structure, social awkwardness. Um, they didn't fit into like the pre-established capitalistic 
post-industrial and pre-industrial living situation that we have you know like they just were kind of odd kind of like out there there were so many so she developed this term called indigo children that was supposed to be more empowering than labeling them as mentally ill or labeling them as uh you know socially awkward or, or something and i like i kind of like the concept behind it i'm pretty sure i was dyslexic in like in like high school and stuff her name was nancy ann tape and nancy ann tape yeah Learned, I definitely had a learning disability when I was young. I don't know, I had something because, like, I was definitely in like that. He was gifted. I was gifted. <laughs> I was I was chosen. I was in that special class. He was Neo. He is the one, <laughs> dude. That's what I used to tell myself every day. But now that I look at it, like, it's not that I was like less intelligent than other people. It's like I think I just understood the world differently and I learned differently. Yeah. Think about it, like humans. No, all, I know. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to tell you, like, I was in a gifted class too, but mine was a little different. At first, they. Oh, you're calling it the gifted class? Because, <laughs> like, are we talking? The thing is, we got to specify is it AP? Because there's also, like. Oh, the, man. Okay. Were these AP classes? I started, like, in elementary. Or PA classes. So, there was this thing called special ed, right? Yeah, okay. That's what I was into. But here's the thing there was a special ed class, and then there was a class where I was just the only kid with, like, one person, like, one teacher. Yeah. And, like, I never thought anything of it. But, like, now that I'm older, I'm like, oh shit <laughs> that's not normal tell in the middle of your therapy session like and i was only the only kid in the class i went to prom with myself get the fuck no <laughs> i definitely had a date and she was she the teacher was, she was the teacher get out of here it was not the teacher <laughs> i had a girlfriend you know okay mm. yo you're doing well for yourself how graphic can we get on here you can get as graphic as you want, man. So, Don't let anybody hold you back. I got a top. You're an indigo, man. No one can tell you anything. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to sound horrible. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, you know, I had fun. It was a good night. Um, and I did have a <laughs> girlfriend who was not my teacher. <laughs> okay. Just to clarify that for the record. But being in this child, um, this child class where it's like I'm just the one kid. And then actually realizing that, like, the special ed class with, like, other kids was, like, anger management and people reluctant to learn. I learned under certain conditions where I was distracted easily, so I had to be separated. But I learned very fast when, like, given, you know, proper attention. So then I just, um, I didn't think anything of it. People have always told me I'm smart. People always said, you speak white and, like, all these other things. They, yeah. they say the whole you speak white thing and as like an equivalence to intelligence apparently i got it too when i was when i was young and it was like supposed to be like a badge of honor like thank you i will do i'm gonna do well <laughs> in life i think i was like trying to like fit in so i'd be like did you go uh, to a white, a white or school how do you uh like uh do this a thing did you go to school in mississippi <laughs> no <laughs> i went to school in washingtonian dc oh where do you where'd you go with like mo and abe and all of them no okay so I actually went across the street from the school Abraham went to. Um, in Columbia Heights? Yep. Okay. It was Capital City Public Charter School. Um, oh, you went to a charter school? Public charter school. You probably had a uniform. No, we had no uniform. And okay. we had half a days every Wednesday. Half days? Yes. What was the, the learning explanation behind that? Like, go learn in, in real life. <laughs> Yo, get a job. Yeah. Imagine having a job, like, only on Wednesdays. <laughs> Yo, boss, I can only work Wednesdays. <laughs> Oh, uh, so it was, I don't think they had explanation. I feel like they just wanted to like give us that, like that break from school. Cause they saw how much like school, too much school was, um, inhibiting of, um, you know, just the learning process. So we would just have half a days on Wednesdays and it was just trying something new. It was a new high school. So they had that freedom. The classes were so small. Um, I believe that like 
we did have to make up for it by having like maybe another half an hour in school compared to other people like the other days maybe oh like, so you guys got out later yeah like maybe at four instead of like 3 30 oh they kept you guys till four possibly in the I, winter time that's like dark that's like sunset get the fuck <laughs> it is not that dark <laughs> y'all, y'all i remember when i when i used to go to school in like mass in massachusetts mm-hmm. like we would i remember i would wake up and it would be dark because it would be for the sun because mm-hmm. to get on the bus we have to go like i have to get up at like wait for the bus at like six or something or six thirty, and then i come back and it'd be dark and then the vitamin d deficiency started oh my gosh they just went downhill from there <laughs> Uh, it just it was just a school that was trying something new it was exploratory science um every year we had a mandatory um it was about like almost like a week maybe three to four or five days we would go camping so like we would go like into the woods and like actually go camping they let you guys like go camping in washington dc no no we like actually drove out somewhere it's like maryland or something yeah i never heard how did you get into the school like that like it was like a lottery like i legit just like applied i was like i don't want to go to my middle school that's starting a new high school so i want to try this place that has no uniform half a day is on wednesday sounds like a new place and where i was coming from was like a military type school public yeah. charter school so we had to wear like every day you had to wear a tie a button-down shirt blue like dark blue um pants and like you know approved shoes which were like, approved shoes yeah like you couldn't wear who was approving these shoes <laughs> who was a shoe approver miss giles miss giles <laughs> yeah you what don't you, <laughs> you don't want to meet her if, like what about walking with shacks what she's gonna say, oh what she gonna say? basically you're gonna get these things called points and then get sent to the room called 111 which is like you know a reference to um what is that book it's like um one of those like jordan po- peterson always like quotes that author oh rad ray bradbury no um i feel like it's ray is it ray bradbury no, it's um. I'm about to get it. George Orwell, 1984. George Orwell, yeah, yeah. Orwellian. <laughs> Orwellian. So they basically made our detention room like room 111. That's so messed up. It, it, but you don't know as a child, like you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> they're dumb. <laughs> they made sure not to put George Orwell in the syllabus, so you guys wouldn't know what the hell was going <laughs> right. on. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I used to get sent there, and I loved it. Cause really, here's the thing: they give you all your work at the beginning of the day. You can just do it all in one place. And then you can go to sleep. Like, you don't have to. You could to. sleep there? Like, like, on your desk, like, you lay your head down? They wouldn't let you, but I just used to. I don't know if I was narcoleptic or something. <laughs> like, I would just, like, be zoned out. Like, after I finish my work, I'm like, you can't tell me anything. You want to make me sit here yeah. the rest of the day? They can't hit you. Yeah. They can just yell at you. And say, how, yeah, where are you going to go from 111? They're going to send you back to 111? <laughs> they're, only, they're only rewarding you. That's amazing. So do you think when you were in these classrooms is when you developed like a heightened sense of like okay. spiritual awareness and so, like through isolation? Because I feel like you said you were in that class alone. Nah. You said you were you liked 111. 111 is clearly an isolation type situation. You know, I never thought of it like that. This is what I'm observing. I'm observing you. You very much like uh, you like being in seclusion. Oh, <laughs> I'm coming to terms with that. <laughs> yeah. So. I think I've always just been introspective and had like visions and very um, metaphysical things happen to me. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I don't think the school brought it out, but I think that it helped um, me have bigger, it helped me have like way larger questions about the universe, existential questions, just wondering why are we here? Why are we receiving these papers? Um, Life and death. I used to think a lot about chaos and like um, chance and like how that worked and and what chance. 
So what? chaos and like like mantras or like reciting no, things. Like, or... like what is? Oh, chance. Yeah, like probability. Yep, exactly. So I, I would think about probability a lot as a child. Um, like, what are the chances of something happening? Because I used to have a lot of deja vu. I would have dreams and then really like be in the same exact experience where like someone was saying something and then I would like say the thing that they're about to say before them. And it was a little bit trippy. Wow. And it scared a few people. And um, yeah, I mean, that was my experience. So I just. That's really interesting. So you would, you would kind of like predict future occurrences right before they happen. Yeah. Like I actually, <laughs> I made a joke about Michael Jackson dying the day he died, like two hours before, and my friend blamed me for Yo. killing Michael Jackson. No way. You manifested it. Don't say that. I love Michael Jackson. <laughs> maybe you didn't make the joke. The joke didn't kill him. Maybe you made the joke because you knew he was already dead. Because if they released it, like you found out two hours, I think they probably already knew before that. Like It's possible. Like, I think he died earlier than that. Like We didn't know exactly when it happened. Like The instance idea of the joke came to you because yeah, you sensed conscious. it. The collective conscious. You sensed a disturbance in the force yeah in the, in the, in the you know in the, in the billy jean consciousness of the world. oh my god true yeah and you just felt like hmm something's not right i don't think anybody can compare to like the death of michael jackson i remember how big that was yeah bigger than even like i can't think of anybody who's died in the last in our in our lifetime even nelson mandela nelson mandela passed away in our lifetime right we kind of yeah. grew up with like the apartheid I think even that was like even not as big of a global disturbance, which is kind of sad. <laughs> it says a lot about our world, but as a global disturbance as, as Michael Jackson, who was a huge, huge uh, pop star. I think it's because Nelson Mandela, you know, circulated more around thought and Michael circulated more around feeling. So it can be um, distributed globally just based off his music. So people like knew what he did, not necessarily what he stood for. They knew how he made them feel versus Nelson Mandela. If you're a learned person, you probably know who he is. You probably did your research. You probably understand the impact he made. But it's all based off of what you read or heard, not necessarily what he's actually done because you weren't in South Africa. Exactly. And also there's a language barrier because I think if you want to study the life of Nelson Mandela, you have to know English to some degree. Yeah. You know, there's translations, but with Michael Jackson, like you can go to... A village in the remember those filipino prisoners who used to dance to michael jackson i don't but i know a lot of people who have who yeah. don't know what they're saying but they're repeating it so there are these videos on youtube this was like in the early days of youtube mm -hmm. they were like the most viral it was always like if you go to the, the home pages it would be like oh filipino prisoners dance to billy jean smooth criminal and they would just be like they'd have like a huge yard and they would like have these choreographed dances they're always like michael jackson songs usually and that was like thing, and they used to love them. And then people from outside of the prison would go to the prison to watch the prisoners. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, it's it was. Like, that's it's a like concert. <laughs> he's like, I, yeah, I, I'd be there. <laughs> Imagine going to a prison concert, like popcorn, get your popcorn here. Like, oh my god, <laughs> that was one point. <laughs> and they're like, you're saying they're running late today. Is there? Let me t let me talk to the ticket manager. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it wasn't like this last time. Yeah, that's what that was. But we need to like do an animation one day or like. <laughs> we do, we do. I want to start. I want to get a camera in here. And I'm a big kid now. <laughs> <laughs> was that pull-ups? Yeah. <laughs> I was actually talking about bedwetting with somebody on the podcast yesterday. What? How old were you when you stopped wetting the bed? 
That is a very personal question. <laughs> but I feel like, listen, I used to wet the bed pretty late. I feel like indigo children, we always, <laughs> we keep it, we keep it dripping. We keep it dripping. <laughs> Enough. That's the answer. Yeah. Enough. How old are you? Enough. I'm all, oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, are we talking about, like, wetting the bed, like, on a consistent basis? There you, you get, you reach a point where it never happens again. You're like, I've never, I've still, I'm no, still waiting. No, that, not even, that not day. even. It's like, probably like nine, maybe. Nine, that's actually, yeah, I guess. But I feel like when it happened, I probably had like a wild dream and like, I just didn't like want to go to the bathroom. You want like, to stay in the realm? Yeah, type stuff. And I went to sleep and like. And <laughs> there was an Uber Eats thing outside, just on the ground. Man. And then I came back and it was still there. Dude, yesterday we met this guy and like. Shadow Brett and um, I forgot what his girlfriend's name is from Mexico, but basically I'm sitting at the table, we're all talking, and then like they're like having a little couple like you know tease and like making each other jealous and saying negative things, <laughs> and like she doesn't really speak a lot of English, right? That makes it even worse, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you can see like she doesn't feel heard because it's like you know we're all speak English, it's me, him, and Abraham, and like her, and then you know. Abraham like shows him something on his phone and she walks over to me and like kisses me on my cheek and I'm like what <laughs> right <laughs> waka waka and I like look at him to see if he saw because I'm like I don't know how your man's gonna feel about this and I feel like I got hugged her like after because I was like I, I don't I don't want to like seem like an asshole <laughs> like like I didn't deserve the kiss I don't know if I did but I appreciated it and then like Ever since that moment, he just kept looking at me and was like, you all right? You doing good? And I was like, oh, this is a little hostile. Like, I feel like he saw, but he's not going to say anything because, like, their age difference is, like, you know, a big gap. How old is she? She was probably, okay, she was 30. And how old's he? He was, like, probably, like, maybe, like, late 40s. Oh, there was a lot of that yesterday at that one place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a, I've, it's a common thing in D.C., I've noticed. But wait, so why? This is very strange. I'm very yeah. interested in. So they were making each other jealous because, like, he basically was just saying negative things to her, like, like you ain't, you ain't nothing. Your hair all frizzy today. Well, he was saying negative things about himself, and then he was saying like complaining about her, like she wanted her purse from the room, so he went to go get it. And, oh, um, like he he felt like she's being too demanding or something. Basically, like that. Oh, okay. And like he was just getting her drunk, and you know. Excuse me. He like has, he, this, they've been in DC for probably about two weeks, and okay. um, <laughs> so that was cool. But it was like at the same time, it was like I felt like if <laughs> I felt like if she, if I had the opportunity, like we could have go went and did something. But I also felt like why did I feel this? Because I know at a certain point you get older and like the lines start to like blur between like what actually a relationship is, and like he's flirting with like all these other younger women while he's with her. You think they have like an open relationship? I feel like it. I speculate. <laughs> yeah. That seems like it. I mean, I don't think she would kiss you, especially in public. But here's the craziest part. When he left, he gave Abraham $50. For what? What did exactly. Abraham do? He didn't do nothing. And I feel like he did it in front of me because it was just me and Abraham just to be like, yeah, this is what you get for letting my girl kiss you. Oh, so he was like, if you did, so if you had said no, you would have gotten $50. There was no chance to say no. Yeah, she, she just grabbed your cheeks with her mouth. did it, yeah. Yeah. And, like, what it is, is, like, I saw him give him a 20, and then, like, I looked away, and then I looked back, and then it was a 50. So what I feel like is he saw me see him give him a 20. He was like, nah, that's not enough. 
it's like it's not about the money it's the fact that like it just was random like it's not your fault i feel like you're kind of a victim in this like, i know you, a victim then, of love a victim of love <laughs> and then now you have to you have to witness you know being punished and not getting that money this is such a this is an interesting dynamic because i didn't meet these people i came later oh yeah point. i came a lot later but um so how do you know the Brett dude? He's went to school with you or something? No, no. How? He's like 49. <laughs> you just met him randomly. Yeah. Abraham started talking oh. to him and like we just all okay. clicked. It was so cool at the beginning. I just feel like at a certain point, she started liking me. Do you think after the pandemic, there's going to be like a large rise in like... um? Yes. Orgies will be on the yeah. rise. <laughs> like people ex- experimenting more with different types of Why relationships. Why didn't we start this from the beginning? We should have yeah. started with the orgies. I regretted it. We were at home all day. Why don't Why don't we live differently? Like It was like 20 people in the room. We could all just... <laughs> That's how COVID started. Facts. They're talking about this new variant. I'm like, oh, I don't know. COVID's the new venereal disease. See, I think people are more scared of COVID. You know, <laughs> oh, I'm scared of both. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't need nothing. I don't got nothing. I am clean. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful in these streets. But Wrap I think, yeah, I think there's definitely I'm sensing like a resurgence of like this pent up energy, and people just want to like be a little more explorative with open relationships. They have forums, right? They all talk to each other, mm-hmm. especially in DC. is a small city, so I if think you're, people are starved for touch, yeah, they're starved for touch. And then sometimes it's just like platonic touch they need. But they just automatically like assume it's like sexually you have to have like they go to the extreme like like maybe you just need a hug from a friend. And this um, monogamous society also like encourages you to wait. So like there's a lot of people who didn't get that exploration for that first year because of COVID because yeah. everything was closed off. So now it's like even higher. Do you what are your spiritual beliefs on because I know you said you practice Tantra. I mean, I dabble <laughs> at a level. Yeah, at a level. You do. You you. You're very careful with your life force energy. <laughs> <laughs> Extends neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, just what do you feel about like uh, sexuality and where it's placed in the spiritual conversation? I think that hmm, I think there's like it's a learning process. To be honest, like you have to learn about your sexual energy and understand. Um, how to maintain it and how to let it guide you because it's your key to accessing your soul's fullest potential but also not you know conserving it to the point that you are fearful of life's experiences and connections of intimacy so i think there's like an equilibrium of sexual exploration and maintenance so i would just say that like you can have sex but be mindful of who you have sex with, how much you give to that person, and where your consciousness is at. Because if you let go and you lose too much, you'll lose yourself in the um, lust, which is just almost every religion and every philosophy warns about this, whether it's spiritual or non-spiritual. They're telling you that you can be lost in desire, and being lost in desire is not even being a real person. It's like you're a slave to what you want and not really experiencing anything besides pleasure, which is kind of like you have to give and take at the same time. You don't want to just like have pleasure and not have any connection with someone because you'll feel like you're fucking like a pocket pussy, basically. Like pretty a flashlight. Yeah. And then you're the dildo, like, or whatever <laughs> the arrangement is between the two parties. Like, it'll just be that. And you can count on that person to like, a certain extent but you don't really feel like 
you've evolved or grown and life is all about evolving and um, expanding it's easy to get like you said lost in desire another way to say that is lost in the sauce <laughs> you don't want to get lost in the sauce i agree I, I try to i try to i just try to be more mindful in all that i do and i think it's just balanced though and like we have to be mindful of like things are always changing and even if you don't like do it right there is no right way it's all about growth and just like letting it happen so you might be with someone but that doesn't mean that that person is your forever person like you don't have to stick with a decision that doesn't really suit you as like an individual yeah like i remember um i was with someone and they basically convinced me to have sex with them and like i kind of felt bad because i got them out of an abusive relationship and i did flirt with them but like i had a lot of sexual energy this is like a long time ago at this point and it was cool because i was like all right you know I haven't had sex. Let me just see what this thing is. I'm doing Tantra anyway. Um, and I ended up hating it. Like, I did not like the experience. Um, man, when someone puts their pussy on your face and you know you don't want to eat it, I think that's a sign. Like, I think, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely, uh, it could be a little traumatic. Yeah, it was like, this is moving very fast. And then she's like, I want you to give me a baby. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> right. Maybe it's because you said you got, you took her out of an uh, abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was like there were a lot of unsettled emotions from that past relationship. Some of that was projected onto you because like you were like the next thing that was just there. Yeah, I know. And I was scared. I was yeah. very scared. I was like, all right, I'd have had sex. And then I like took off the condom and I was about to put it in the trash can. I didn't come, but I still was like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, could she like make a clone of me out of this? Is it possible? You know, they, they tell NBA players to like flush it down the toilet. I feel like when I was about to put it in the trash can, she saw me like looking. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, like, are you about to put it in the trash can? Yeah. Like, why are you thinking about it? And then I was like, she was like, you know, you could stay the night. And I was like, nah, I, I got to go. And it was raining. I was like, no, I have to go. I got bebop in the morning. I got to. <laughs> yeah, I got to get home. I got to get home. I got to work. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like you just, and you know, I, I think when you're young, you know, you, because we're so deprived, right? Because mm -hmm. like our parents, you know, you grew up in like, your parents are, are conservative more, more so you think or Man, I'm blinking hard and slow. <laughs> uh, man, they are. Could you tell your parents about having like a girlfriend and stuff and like? Could I tell them about that? Like, were they encouraging of it or were they like? It was like always like one day you'll have your own kids, so I feel like it was like insinuating it. Yeah. But then on the other end, it was like I don't know. I mean, I don't think they ever got in my way because I always I was gonna do what I want regardless. Like you're an indigo, bro. <laughs> like my girlfriend in my room all the time okay that's see for me i guess honestly it's perspective like when i say conservative liberal because like for me having a, a girlfriend in your room that's very liberal like that's okay then they were probably like liberal with like beliefs but conservative of money possibly yeah i mean for i was just asking about beliefs like i think everyone's a little fiscally conservative right? <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to save a buck oh <laughs> um, get the uber eats deal i would say liberal because like here's the thing my girlfriend came over like almost every day and like it was like it was like oh she's here like it'd be like that type of thing oh, so they knew they knew but like they would know when she was like leaving oh so they weren't excited <laughs> about it but they they didn't know how to handle it until you like tell, well, they didn't know what to do until you in telling you not to do it 
Man, I feel like they put on like a mask, like because I had a whole bunch of like weird things going on. Cause, oh man, what can I say? <laughs> He's like, I'm not trying to throw your parents under the bus, you know? Like, I mean, I can say, you know, I'm just talking about my parents. Like, it was super. It was opposite of that. Like, I couldn't even. A girl couldn't call my phone. Like, you know, before cell phones, we had the house phones. Mm-hmm. If a girl called the house phone and asked about an assignment, it'd be an issue. Like, it'd be nobody would. And I wouldn't get I don't know, grounded or like, you know, back then, you know, you got really got hit. Like, you know, well, okay. I, I, we didn't have grounding in my thing. family. I see what you're saying now. So like the only thing I would say is that like they used to always say, um, cause I didn't grow both my parents, only like one, my mom. Yeah. Um, and I'm like getting to know my father now more, but, um, it was always this idea of like boys and girls should never like be at the same party alone without a parent supervision. But as I got older, like around, um, 14, 15, you know, you get a girlfriend, and, like, I guess at that point, it was, like, it was different. It was just, like, yeah, like, I went on a date with this person. They liked them, and they were happy for me, but I I feel like it's because my grandfather had died, so it was, like, my mom wasn't in the right place to, like, even care, basically. I see, yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all that stuff is, is definitely incorporated into you know, we don't know what our parents are going through too. Like, honestly, it's a lot of projection and a lot of like their unresolved trauma. Yep, yep. That's just being projected on us. And yeah, so you you gotta you gotta give them cut them some slack. And I'm learning to do that too. I think when you're young, like you get idealistic. And you're like, why why aren't you guys perfect? <laughs> why aren't you guys millionaires? Why aren't you guys you know? But and then like you grow up, and you're don't like, you love me? <laughs> Yeah, if you love me, you will let me have twenty girlfriends at once. Yeah, you don't want me to be my full self. <laughs> and why the, are you holding me back? But then you look at those kids who got women pregnant in high oh. school, and you're like, I'm kind of happy. Like, oh, nah, I was aware. I was like, always wear a condom. Yeah, exactly. But you were aware because someone made you aware. Some people didn't don't have that. I mean, I feel like it was that, but also like seeing people get pregnant in like middle school. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm still trying to figure out two times B equals something. Girl, you're in remedial Spanish. What are you? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> it's like, damn, that's a big bump. <laughs> you're really with a child with child. Babies <laughs> having babies. So it was just like that. And I was like, oh, man, I can't do that. Because like, I did the math and I'm like, if I have a kid now, like I'm going to be a young adult with like a kid who's in the same place that I'm in. Yeah. How do you, how do you go about life? You know, if you can come back from that, that's amazing. But a lot of the time when you have a kid now, it's just about money. Like you need money coming in at all times. So, you know, the answer to this and not have a kid, Kendrick Lamar said it best. Head is the answer. He said that? He did. Untitled, unmastered album. Okay. I guess, does he have any kids? I don't know. (laughs) We don't know yet. (laughs) Facts. Would you have a kid? Yeah, of course. You would eventually. Yeah, I want twins. Oh, you want twins? I don't know if I'm gonna get them. If I have enough money, I'm gonna like pay a scientist. Do you have, do you, why do you want twins? Is, that, is there like a spiritual reason behind? I want to name them Solara and Luna. Oh, okay. So there's definitely some spiritual. I just want them to be like. The reason is, is I want them to have each other because I grew up as an only child, and you know, you get alone with your thoughts, and I, I want people, I want my kids to know that they have each other's backs. And I feel like it doesn't get stronger. Than what if they grow up hating each other? 
Like, fuck you, Polera. And I still would love him. <laughs> Polera. <laughs> Solera. Damn, that'd be fucked up. It's like your opposite ass. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be looking like <laughs> Polera Solera. Get out of here. <laughs> if they don't like each other, I think that's amazing because twins who don't get along is just as good as twins who do. Like, that just means they'll be more individual, but they'll still know that they have each other. You should get with a Nigerian woman. <laughs> Plug. They, I'll tell you why. Because they have the most twins genetic, like uh, in the world. I feel like genetically statistically the most twins are nigerian so if you can i don't know if the, the twin gene is spread through the x chromosome or the y chromosome mm-hmm. but i do know that nigerians have a high population of twins all right yeah. i mean we'll see I, I don't really pick people based off of their nationality i know but you're you really have a mission here you want twins so you really need to do some genetic Man, we could uh, just pay selective. a scientist to like split you the can, embryo and like, can they do that yes they that's can. really expensive uh, it's okay my my children are worth it yeah you gotta take <laughs> don't a, you love your children first <laughs> you're gonna go to quicken loans to get twins oh, i don't that. think going no, off, i'm gonna be rich i'm not gonna approve that one <laughs> <laughs> no i'm gonna have enough like that's the whole goal be a yeah. multi-millionaire and then that ain't nothing what fifteen thousand? is it fifteen thousand? it's probably something around there or you can go to like to Bangkok. Oh fuck that! And do I'm it not there. having no, no bootleg twins. Yeah, some bootleg twins. <laughs> Conjoin. It was like, oh, you didn't pay enough for the full. We if you pay if you, it's like they can join it as like until you pay the full amount. I'm oh like, my god, that's fucked. To, to up. make sure you pay, like <laughs> that is really messed up. It's like, yeah, they can join now, but once your last deposit goes through, <laughs> they'll be good to go. Trust me, I'm a doctor. It's crazy, ma'am. Let's see how much that is. Oh, how to get twins? Mm-hmm. Google, Google, Alexa. Okay, from five thousand to twenty thousand. Okay, so you, yeah, the average would be like ten thousand, right? Like yeah, 10, 15. Uh, That's like actually that. not. That, I mean, you could. It's a lot of bebop hours, but you could afford <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck that! I'm not even going. I'm not even there now. Fuck it. Yeah. So but my. Um, I don't think people know what bebop is. They don't. We don't need to worry about it. <laughs> if you like good food, it's actually look really it good. Up. Yeah. yeah. It's like basically Chipotle for like Korean food. Basically, but healthier. It's actually healthier and it's actually really affordable too. And tastes well. Tastes well. You got to know how to order. Japanese I noodles with purple rice. You get it. You know, Are you the noodles and the rice? I do half and half. Oh, I just, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. When you work there, you see a lot. <laughs> oh, you know the secret menu. What's what's the pink drink equivalent at uh, at Bob? No, I don't even get with the drinks. I, I oh. just know I'm there for the food. Secret? No, like the secret menu. Because the reference is to like Starbucks. Starbucks has this. You remember when there, everyone was getting that pink drink from Starbucks? No, oh, I wasn't a caffeine addict. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's it's like it's not even like caffeine. I don't know if it's even like a. It's like a tea, I guess. But With Starbucks. Again? Yeah. So it's, it's like JK. two thousand. What's that? You're really dude. You're the more I know you, the more indigo you get. You keep going down, bro. You're I and I admire it because you're not even on social media, dude. Nope. Which is, which is, I think that's why I know so much about like the pink drink and stuff. And like, so the pink drink, basically people probably know it was a secret drink from a secret menu. It got big online on like TikTok or something. And then mm. not, not TikTok. Uh, what's oh, the one before about t- lean. Vine. You're talking about lean. You talk about, uh, you talk about, uh, Seattle lean, a Starbucks <laughs> lean. I'm like, that's purple drink. <laughs> no, maybe with pink. pink so with Jolly pink, Ranchers. <laughs> maybe they use like, um, what's that bubble gum uh, medicine for your stomach? Man. In the words of the great Quavo, sipping on pink like Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I'm, what's that medicine that tastes like bubble gum? 
and it was for your stomach. It's lean. <laughs> I'm serious. Lean is medicinal. <laughs> it actually is. What is in it? Sudafed? Oh. What are the ingredients of lean? Oh my gosh. We can't get into that. They'll know the formula. Uh, but just to finish the pink drink statement, the pink drink was just basically something from a secret menu. Everyone got excited because it was on Vine. They're like, oh, there's something that's not on the menu that you can order. And they felt special getting it because it was like, you, it was like kind of like being exclusive. And So lean, you know, is made with codeine. Codeine is like Sudafed. It's cough medicine. Basically. Yeah. Or like NyQuil. Um, I guess that's a different mix, though. That's like the nighttime lean. That's lean PM. <laughs> Yo, time out. <laughs> yeah. Being lean AM. All day lean. Non-drowsy lean. Shout out Uzi. <laughs> have you dr- have you drank lean? Have you made lean? No, I have not. I can tell because you looked up the, the recipe. <laughs> hey, you got to have your facts. Where, what website listed the recipe for lean? What was this? <laughs> Hold up, I didn't look up the recipe of lean. Was it Rap Genius? Get the fuck. <laughs> what if they had like a cookbook on Rap Genius? Yo. Your favorite rap dishes. <laughs> Be just like your artist. Yeah. Eat what they're eating. Honestly, remember, did you hear about the thing about Young Thug where he was only eating hot Cheetos? Oh my God. And he had to go to the hospital or something? I believe it. That yeah. was my ex. She used to do that. Shit. Did she go to the hospital? I, probably. It just didn't tell you what. <laughs> They had to pump her stomach. It was like her organs were dyed like red, <laughs> like deep red, fluorescent. Your liver has turned into a Cheeto. <laughs> yeah, literally. You are Chester. You are possessed by Chester the Cheeto. The Cheetah. Um, I knew a friend who got appendicitis from just eating hot Cheetos. That sounds horrible. Yeah, for like a very long time. I never liked them. I like regular Cheetos better because I feel like they're, the flavor is more robust. Um, but now I don't even eat like all the all the stuff I used to eat when I was a kid. Like, I'll be honest, I like the um the regular. Whoa, Cheetos. you yawned and I just yawned. Man, this happened yesterday too. I have that effect. You do have a strong presence. How do, is there a spiritual explanation to why you yawn? Is I don't have all the answers. I'm learning just like everyone else on this planet. Yeah, but I like the curly Cheetos, the like puffs. I don't, I, I don't like how they melt in your mouth. Oh, I don't eat them all the way. Like, I, I, I'm one of those weird people who, like, eats all the cheese part off, and then it's the plain thing, and then I eat the plain thing separate. Just say you're licking Cheeto No, I'm not curls. licking it. I'm, like, biting it. Like, it's hard to explain. Like, so I'm, you scrape off the first... Yep, the You first scrape layer. off the epidermis <laughs> of yeah. the Cheeto puff. Yep. And then I eat the plain part. I mean, when I did eat them. Yeah. And then you eat the plain part later or like right after? Like you like Probably say like right after. Like mornings are for cheese. Get the fuck. Nights are for the plain part. Yeah. The corn product, whatever that is. The cornmeal. Have you ever seen how Cheetos are made? No, I haven't. The the curls at least. What they do is they get like this cornmeal material and they push it through like uh, these holes. And when <laughs> it sounds so disgusting. It's actually really disgusting. And they have like this like this knife or like this blade that like it's like a blender and it goes in, in a circle so when new cornmeal comes out in the shape of the cheeto it cuts it like a rope like oh, it makes sense. It? that's pretty much everything in the mass production age yeah everything's basically something's, conveyor. something's getting cut you think that all our food is touched the conveyor belt most of it most we we are very even bb bop where used to work bib and bob mm-hmm. well the vegetables we cut up and well mm-hmm. i mean before they're cut up, I guess they're on the conveyor belt somewhere. Real okay, yeah. But like, they'll actually like cut them up in the basement. All of them? Yeah. There's the basement in Bebop. Yeah, that's where you would eat your lunch. Is it like a dark cellar? <laughs> it is a dark cellar. <laughs> Damn, 
It's like a sweatshop for vegetables. I mean, not that part. That part has light, but like you the back room. on the vegetables. The back room is like, can I even say this? <laughs> I'm sure you can. The back room is like dark and like they have like these boxes where the sodas come from. Okay, like the shipments. No, like the sodas, like like there's a box full of liquid, and it like has the, the soda's name on it, and it connects to the machine. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm so serious, or some <laughs> shit like that. Like I remember seeing it, and I was like, "Wow, this is very interesting." So it's like, so I I always thought like the soda fountains, when you go get your sprite, mm-hmm. it would be like though they just mixed it with like water. They mix, they get the syrup, like they get the concentrate. They mix it with with seltzer water. Is that what they usually do? Like I have no clue because that wasn't my job. They had me on slave duty. <laughs> they had you on the cutting. <laughs> yeah, this is before Juneteenth. Cut master. <laughs> oh, by the way, shout out Juneteenth. Oh, shout out Juneteenth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, happy Juneteenth, everybody. This is the Juneteenth special. Facts. Juneteenth. We started episode. with Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> we started with Hotep. <laughs> Facts, and then we started talking about black. Well, everything. I'm a, I, we're gonna call this episode. Uh, uh, Kemet the Frog. Get the fuck. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. We need to just say it Juneteenth. <laughs> Ju- Juneteenth, Kemet, the, yeah, Juneteenth episode. Or I'll call it Kemet the Frog Juneteenth special. Fair point. Yeah. I think I think that works. But <laughs> um, Well, you know, you're the artist. You decide. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, it's inspiration. You know, you just, sometimes the title just changes. Sometimes last minute, I just think of something new and it just, it's just the whole, the whole essence is just uh, altered. But you go back to that. Oh, oh. <laughs> you felt something coming. I don't know. I was just like, did you have oh. a little deja vu? Like I saw you freestyling five seconds in the future. <laughs> Yo, no, I just was like, that's so Tyler. So what were you about to say? Go back to the what? Um, Go back to that soda thing. Like, so they had these vats of soda connected to the mate. Like, like I'm assuming like it was pipe like, work, like plumbing. It was like for a soda. little, it was like, you know, those clear like things on the back of fridges for like um, filtered water. Like the little clear tube, it looked yeah. like that connected to these boxes. So okay. I was only assuming that like it must go up to the soda machine because like it goes up. How far was it from the soda machine? Like how far is your soda traveling before it gets? I to your feel cup? like it was almost direct. What? <laughs> so like were these long pipes? Was it like the pipe in an, like in it the wasn't basement? a pipe? It was like a little like a tube. Okay. And I would say it was like directly beneath the soda machine. Oh, it was like in the same like unit. Yeah. Okay. And they had the vats and what was it Sprite, Fanta? Yep. What did they have those fancy soda machines where like you have the touch screen and no, it was like um, the old school ones. Yeah, the old school ones. Yeah. So I don't know how that worked, but it was very interesting. And there was just a table and usually you would be the only person on your lunch break because that's just how it was. Yeah, you can only have one person at a time. Yeah. Not with those lines. <laughs> For real. Um, would you get to eat free BB Yep, that was the best part. You make your own bowl. Yeah. Well, you can't. They won't let you. Why not? Because you put too much. Probably. So who makes it for you? The next person. <laughs> so you got to go in line like a customer. Yes. That's so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> like a like a like a civilian in your fatigues, just like walk like in the line with everybody else, and you're like, I'm I'm been on the other side of this. You got to clock out for your. I know lunch about break. the soda machine. What? You got to clock out for your lunch break to even do it too. Oh really? You yeah. don't get paid for. Oh, you don't get paid for lunch. I forgot about that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? The less you make, one thing I learned in my life of having a lot of jobs, the less you make, the more work you do. The more you make, the less work you do. I mean, it's ignorance. They basically take advantage of what you don't know. Yeah. And if you don't have anything else, it's like they're going to work you like a slave. Exactly. Like people who work manual, like use like their hands or like service when you need like your physical capabilities, Mm -hmm. you definitely get paid the least, which is strange. But, you know, and even like happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. (laughs) Yeah. Look, it's 
the structures are, are definitely a testament to a lot. And I've learned even in corporate jobs, if you work in the corporate structure, the less you make in corporate, even if it's like you have a desk job, you know, you're still, if you're working like, in, like in IT, right? I, I, I worked in IT. There's a hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I've seen, because my mom worked in, you know, some big corporate um, jobs like Mantech, CQ. Yeah. These are like people who build satellite parts for NASA. Wow. Yeah. So you know about the, the yeah. but specifically in the IT field, right? Mm. You have the people at the bottom of the IT pyramid are the tech support people. Mm. So you know when you call, you're at a company. Yeah, I apply for a job. For one of for the, yeah, I used to do that. I used to basically, I was like uh, an IT analyst. So like, uh, it's a fancy word for tech support. <laughs> yeah. So people, we'd be on the phones all day. He'd be like, I can't. And then like, we'd get, it's insane. We'd get like the Veep, like I worked for Duke Energy, right? Mm. And that's like a Fortune 500 company. We have like the VPs of this company, the executives of mm-hmm. these, of this company calling us and being like, I don't know how to open Word. Can you imagine <laughs> that? These people would be being paid maybe like 500000 a year. I mean. And they don't know how to open like basic software. And I'm like. Some people say it's all relative. Mm-hmm. But like our generation, we grew up with like Game Boys. So of course we're going to know how to start something. But that's true. But if you think about it, like that's fine for like regular people. But if you're in a job. Like they had uh, horses, Ferris. <laughs> you don't understand. Like I had a mule. <laughs> I went to school on a mule. It's like then what do you do? Like what does your job consist of? It's just it's interesting. Like this is it's very basic. Like it's un- king of the hill. It's king of the hill. Like they would know how to set like their their browser to, like to like Google. They probably don't even touch okay. their computer to be honest. I th- I don't think they do anything. I think they just, what they do is they go to meetings. Yeah. All day they just sit in meetings. Like they don't actually do where they just like it. Their presence is what they're is being paid for. Yeah, their presence and their it's own not anything making. output their decision making their presence and the decision making I guess because there's a lot of liability there mm-hmm. I think that's where the fear comes because it's like if I make a wrong decision I can get fired right like if yeah. I if I make a choice to like let's say you're the CEO of BB Bop <laughs> and you're like we need to stop selling the, the noodles you stop selling purple rice it's purple rice it's over <laughs> purple rice is purple rice was so it was so you know Prince is, is not here anymore we can't be selling purple rice <laughs> it's offensive it's so it's costing us too much first of all we gotta dye the rice to make it it's like a process we're gonna get basmati rice regular <laughs> old plain rice. Everyone, honestly if they if they had white rice i'd stop going there yeah i i can see it because like now you're like everybody else white or brown rice that's chipotle what's special you got you got a color of rice that is hard to find in nature you know purple rice is actually called black rice Oh really? Yeah, I don't even think it's dyed. I think that's actually how it is. Why do we call it black rice? Because we're not we're well, anti-black. Some, that's what it is. They don't want to call it black rice. No one's gonna come bebop for black rice, but they'll come for purple rice. <laughs> well, some stores actually call it black rice, but BB Bob calls it purple rice. It does look more purple though, if you want to yeah. be realistic. Yeah. But I think it's like before you cook it, it's like black. Okay. Because you gotta think like it expands. It, yeah. yeah. And then it mixes with the white. Mm-hmm. So then white, white and purple, white and black is purple, right? Let's not go there. White and black major, is mulatto. That's not how it works. <laughs> black and white does not make purple. I'm pretty sure it makes gray. Oh, really? Yeah. That's strange. How but like that's like composite. So okay. black is usually consistent of like multiple colors. So it depends on what type of black. Because there are different types of black. There's Mars black, lamp black. It can go on and on. What's the deepest black? Obsidian black? I feel like space. Like Closing your eyes. <laughs> facts. Yeah. Three hours into the mushroom trip, it's like, <laughs> thinking about your ex. That's the darkest black. <laughs> I've, you've done mushrooms? I've never Whoa. done mushrooms. Liability. Mushrooms are legal in, in D.C. now. I, I have. I have I've tripped. Okay. You've got, you got in. Um, I've been some places. <laughs> okay. 
That's interesting. I think it's. I think tripping at least once in your life is healthy. I've tripped multiple times in my life. Oh, I really? must be very healthy. Damn, tie your shoelaces, boy. What's going on, man? <laughs> Stop tripping. That's tripping. So when you trip, do you feel like it's like a reset? I've heard people say it's like feel it's like a factory reset. Oh, here we go, <laughs> Doctor Ferris, <laughs> trying to get in. I mean, I've never done it. I'm I'm just concerned because um, I hear stories of like ayahuasca and people like you know. I mean, you microdose, you can like basically cure depression. Really? Permanent? Have you cured your depression? I think I've combated it and I've acknowledged things that caused my depression. I think I still have a road to go. Like, I don't feel as bad, but it's helped me overcome some heavy feelings. That's amazing. Yeah. And they're doing studies at John Hopkins right now with it. Wow. That's if that can cure depression. The thing is, I don't think I, I think there's special lot. interests out there that don't want to cure depression because it's more lucrative for you to buy Prozac every month. Well, I think there's not really a cure for depression, to be honest. I think what we call depression is like suffering that hasn't been acknowledged. Yeah. Um, so it's really about like shrooms will help you acknowledge the things that you're not trying to address so that you can like work through it easier mm -hmm. and realize that like in the grand scheme of things, the thing you're holding on to is why you're depressed. I see. And we hold on to it because it's familiarity, but mm -hmm. familiarity can also be toxicity. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It's like eating McDonald's every day. This is like the super Juneteenth special. <laughs> this is a super, this is the June Juneteenth. Every teenth is Juneteenth. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, man. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Um, did you, uh, when you were on psychedelics, did you ever feel like you were remembering memories that you thought you forgot? Like a memory would pop up and be like, I can't believe that ever happened. No, nah, that happens in my normal life. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you address it? In my normal life? Yeah. Uh, I'm asking because like, I've had this happen. I just accept it. Like, oh, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> That's basically it. Like, and you just keep going? Yeah, because I mean, like, I can't change the past. Yeah. I can accept it and move forward. That's interesting. Like, what if something... I guess if you're talking about a negative memory or like a positive memory, it could be either negative or positative. I feel like they're, they always lean on like, I feel like the negative ones I like contemplate, side. did it actually happen? Yeah. And the positive ones, do you gaslight yourself with your thoughts. Uh, I don't feel like I do, but it's possible. I think I definitely do. I gaslight my, I mean, cause we're raised to, you know, not, hold on to these because what are you gonna you know some people we don't i feel like i didn't have a luxury life experiences sometimes you don't have the luxury of self-actualizing at certain points in your life mm. but when when you grow up and you have that time or you have like you're in a better space you're still thinking like you were when you were in that traumatic space for example if you you know they have like the old uh like pavlov's dog right mm. like this is kind of an example but kind of on the opposite spectrum for something good so when Pavlov would give the dog this, would ring the bell and he would feed the dog right after the dog developed an association of the food with the bell. Mm. Right. So even after there was any, wasn't any food when they would ring the bell, the dog would salivate. I know. You know, right. I'm just yeah. explaining for the people listening. Oh, it's true. It's a Pavlov dog. I know you know. need to know. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't know, now, now you, you know, know nigga. Because <laughs> you know very well. Just who, who we are. are. <laughs> Never gonna hold you down. 
But yeah, so I'm saying like it's the association. So like when you're able to self-actualize, you're still living in the the mindset of the bell. I think that's some heavy trauma though. And I think that like my best answer to something like that is to turn it to your advantage. Like if you're angry, you don't have to rap. Get a drum set. Yeah, exactly. Make something out of it. And like so people who um also resonate with those feelings can um benefit from it and find their way out or their safe space to express that negative emotion without actually harming themselves or another person. Yeah. I think, yeah, releasing. I mean, I definitely did a lot, did a lot of self-reflection during quarantine. I try to use that to my Dude, advantage. when we finish this, let's, like, do a freestyle. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> like, we could definitely, like, record. <laughs> I definitely feel like... I mean, we did, did, one, did one yesterday at the Eden. Yeah, but we should, like, record a Juneteenth. Like, a just... Juneteenth? <laughs> Damn, I got to get my references in order. Juneteenth. What, what rhymes with teens? We don't have to rhyme with Juneteenth. We just, like, remember, like, this day we actually started this podcast and, like... Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really symbolic. Yeah. That, like, I didn't even plan for it to be Juneteenth. And it's a federal holiday and there's free parking. <laughs> and you see, did you know that? I didn't know about the free parking aspect. Yeah. Because I drove with Derek to the Eden Hotel. Um, and we were like, we're trying to find parking. It said free parking on Juneteenth. I'm like, okay. It wasn't even Juneteenth yesterday. It wasn't. It was close enough to midnight where we were like, we could take the risk. (laughs) Like, you know, no one's going to come here for, you know, right before 1159. Have you, do you practice Tai Chi every morning? No, I just be making hand movements. (laughs) It's just like. Um, have you ever done Reiki? Have you had Reiki done to you? Apparently I can do it. Apparently. Apparently. So. I be healing people unintentionally. How do you do that? I just, you can use your hands because your hands have energy and like, yeah, you just, it's more intuitive than. Okay. So can you, can you heal me? I don't know. I, like I'm, I'm still learning about all this. So is there, sure. there, there must've been like an instance where you didn't know you could heal somebody or that, or so somebody claimed that I'm you gonna healed them. I'm going to tell you them. this. I'm going to call them the Silver Spring kids. Okay. So I met up with these kids. They're not kids, but the point is, is that like, they taught me a lot about like you know, mystical psychic things. And that's when I started learning that like, oh, there's more going on to this whole life thing. And they had masters and teachers and stuff. And um, I actually met with Dr. Sebi's son and almost studied under him. I kind of just ducked that one though. But (laughs) I was too busy with like, (laughs) you know, formal school. Yeah. But like, yeah. So we'll get into that later. Maybe on the next one. Dr. Sebi is basically the person who made CMOS very popular. Yep. Um. And he was also Michael Jackson's doctor. He helped heal Michael Jackson from something. I can't confirm nor deny. Yeah. I mean, I know he worked with Dr. With, he worked, he definitely worked with Michael Jackson on some level. And like some like celebrities and like some people in uh, certain circles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what I know about Dr. Sebi. I, I know a lot of people who are very, uh, they either love him or they hate him. He had this whole theory um, of eating in your race. You know Get the fuck. You know what that is? <laughs> no, but it sounds like some Hitler type stuff. It kind of it's 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 kind of strange. Like black food is for black people. Well, basically, he's saying like actually it's the opposite of black food is for black people. He's saying that black food isn't even for black people. So African American cuisine in the U.S. is it's like killing you. Yeah, it's killing you because black people come from Africa, and Africa has you need certain electricity in your diet. Yeah, you need a you need more CMOS. CMOS CMOS injections. More fruit. For your cheeks, CMOS. Vegetables. My cheeks are kind of sagging. I need some CMOS. Don't eat any broccoli. That's a hybrid vegetable. It yeah. doesn't really exist. Yeah, he'll say stuff like that. Like, don't eat don't eat GMOs. Don't eat um, hybrid vegetables. 
don't eat uh foods that your ancestors didn't eat right just i'm sitting here yes water. <laughs> just water air fruits like if you're put down the fried chicken <laughs> yeah dude it's pretty intense but uh he was just he was saying like um you only want to eat so basically if they're even like if you're if strawberries aren't native to where you're from try to avoid them just eat like so africans should eat like what cassava uh, sorghum where the heck do strawberries come from teff i don't know i think strawberries are european i feel like i feel like they only grow them teff is from uh, east africa uh eritrea ethiopia and then sorghum is kind of like from the sahel region and sudan as well and barley actually wheat wheat is a very european grain oh uh, strawberries are from north america Okay, so it's a, it's one of the New World fruits. Okay, like strawberries, yeah. <laughs> strawberries, uh, strawberries and tomatoes. You no, know, well. when the first Europeans tasted that strawberry, they were like, "Oh my, oh my God!" It's like <laughs> this isn't Turtle Rock anymore. <laughs> Man, you know, this like, is a step up from mud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there was like a famine in Europe before before people moved here. There was overfishing. When isn't there a famine in Europe? <laughs> yeah, I mean now there isn't after all the colonialism. But, facts. Yeah, like all the transportation from the Caribbean and Africa, they got stocked up. Yeah, they got stocked up. They got they got their they got their stuff in order now. That's why they're ahead of the game because <laughs> they kind of just looted the world and and made sure their their tables Happy were Juneteenth. set. Happy <laughs> Juneteenth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when we say when we say developing countries, we should really say recovering countries, recovering from colonialism. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so basically, just eating in your in your in your uh, in your race or in your ethnic. Uh, your ethnic original ethnic diet yeah i've thought about it it does kind of make it makes a little bit of sense but i think they just take it too far so i think a good example is wheat wheat is a very european grain but if you look at the world a lot of people have gluten intolerances and don't know it right yeah i mean i know i was one of those people i gluten for so long and i didn't know it was giving me a problem until i stopped eating it yeah breathing and swelling and yeah so some people break out people break out they get eczema and just like some people just have bad bloating and they just accept it. Isn't it crazy that everybody's bloated and they just accept it as like. I'm not bloated. I mean, I know <laughs> you're not. You're different. Everybody except for Tyler. <laughs> it's bloated. Yeah. Everyone for Tyler has, has a bloating issue. <laughs> but uh, but then like, you go to Italy and then Italians can handle wheat very well because they it's very traditional to that region. Yeah. And they've been eating it. it. Yeah. Genetically, they've been eating it. But then if you go to if you go to Africa, if you go to even the Middle East. You know, in the Arabian Peninsula, they were eating barley for the longest time, which is there is a very small level of gluten in barley, mm. but it's mainly like a lot of people who are gluten free can eat who can eat can eat barley. I get it. So it's a very clean grain. Um, so yeah, but then wheat was introduced through Europeans, colonialism, stuff like that. They introduced wheat to the New World. They had corn in the New World. They had corn in, on Turtle Rock. That yeah. was also like a form of gold. It was so valuable. So many uses. So many. Um, Types of corn. There's so many words for corn. Maize. But in the Native American language, because there's so many types. I know this joke is a little corny, but you got to admit, it's amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's nice having you on, Tyler. Hey, you um, know, I always get it <laughs> popping. No corn. I'm dead, bro. Um, <laughs> Great. It's they have definitely like, ended on a corny note. They have blue corn. Yo, I love blue corn chips. Candy corn. It goes all the way back. And um, to answer, you respond to you. I'm actually happy to be here. This was amazing. Uh, I hope I, was, I could come back. I was just kidding about ending it, but how long have oh, we been talking? Like an hour, I think. How long? Do you know, like an hour and a half or something? I don't know when we started. Yeah. But I know it's like 7.09, so it's probably been an hour. Oh, 7.09? Yeah, it's been We that. probably should go out before it gets too dark. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's end it then. Hope you have a good June 6th. Happy Juneteenth, June everybody. 
Love having y'all. Thank you, Tyler. We got Abraham calling right now. At Perfect. The end. Look at that. Look at the synchronicity. Abra- <laughs> y'all hear that come I'm through? Dead. I believe Abraham. All. I believe Abraham. He never lies. Abraham right. never lies. When Abraham says something, something's fine. Like you go. I've learned that from experience. Like Abraham is a good gauge of. Of a, he's a good fun meter. He has good yep. fun radar, you know, fun dar. Well, you guys heard that we've been commanded to. We've been summoned. <laughs> yeah. So, I everybody love you all. Uh, have a great Juneteenth. Do mm-hmm. something fun with your friends and family. Hug. And you can, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, but you can do it. Be excellent. Grow. Strive, and be the best you were meant to be, and only you can define that. The fairest of them all. King. King, you forgot this. Here's a crown on your head. Oh, I'm it. sorry, but I'll take it. But I'm an emperor. You're an emperor. New, <laughs> emperor's old groove. I everybody have a good day. Yeah.